Hello everyone and welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at your writing specifically. That is to say how to strengthen your writing on a, on a very small scale level. Uh, the word level to be more precise. We're going to look at the difference between what we call abstract terms and concrete terms. So first, in order to help us do that, let's define those terms. Let's talk first about abstractions. An abstract term refers to an idea or a concept, something that exists solely in our minds, that there are no um, real world or tangible uh, physical references for these things. So an abstraction is something like the word freedom. All right, freedom is an abstraction. It only exists as a concept in the mind. There is nothing, you can't go to the store and buy a box of freedom. You just can't do it. Okay. Uh, other words that might be considered abstract are emotions like love. That's also abstract. Okay. Now, I want to be clear here. This doesn't mean these things aren't real. They are real. They're just not real in the same sense that a chair or a table is real. Okay. So... Abstractions don't represent things that aren't real. They represent things that only exist in our minds. We've invented these concepts, so to speak. Okay. Concrete, on the other hand, is its, is its opposite. Concrete terms, that refers to an object that is available to one of our senses or one or more of our senses. It exists in the world. Okay. So these are opposite terms. So an example of a concrete term might be a physical object like a spoon, a table, something like that. Um, but they also can be an action that can be perceived in some way or another, like a kiss, for instance, is concrete because that's a physical action that could be seen, it could be felt, and so on, by, by the senses. So... Concrete and abstract are opposites. Concrete represents something that exists in physical space, in the world, whether it's an object or an activity, or even for that matter, an adjective. Red, for example, is a color that exists in the world. Whereas abstract are things that only exist in our minds. Both are real, but one is real in the sense that it takes up physical space, can be perceived by the senses, concrete. The other is real, but in the sense that we have invented this very real thing in our minds. All right, now that we have these terms defined, let's talk about their use. Let's first begin with abstractions. An abstraction, they are valuable. We, we absolutely need abstractions because some things only exist in the, in the mind. We need to talk about ideas and concepts, and we, we need to deal with these things. As a matter of fact, much of what you'll be asked to do in your writing is deal with abstractions. If we said, for example, write a paper that defines freedom, well, that freedom is an abstraction that we have to deal with. But what happens with abstractions is we have meanings that are, shall we say, imprecise. They are hard to pin down because they don't exist in reality, the, the physical reality of the concrete. When we go back to that word freedom, for example, we all have somewhat different definitions of it. And I don't just mean 
um, personal different definitions. I mean, for example, if I said uh, America is the land of freedom or these pants give me a lot of freedom. Well, it's the same word, but being applied very differently in two different contexts. If I said even, I want freedom, it's very hard to know what you mean by that, uh, at least precisely. Abstractions, because they exist only in the mind, they're going to exist differently in different minds, if you follow me. The idea of freedom is only an idea, and so I might perceive that idea radically differently than you perceive that idea. So abstractions, although valuable, in our writing lend towards imprecision. They lend toward we're not explaining ourselves well because no one truly knows what we mean by that abstraction. So they're, they're slippery. They're difficult to pin down. Concrete terms, on the other hand, are far easier to pin down because they exist in space. We, we all know what a spoon is. Of, of course, you can have different styles of spoon and the spoon can be made of different things and we perhaps haven't pinned it down as like a proper noun might be pinned down, but it is far, far easier for us to understand spoon than it is freedom because a spoon is a thing that exists in reality, whereas freedom is not, at least the reality of the concrete. But let's take terms that are actually paired together. Freedom and spoon, of course, are not really paired terms. So let's think of love, the abstraction, and let's think of kiss, the concrete activity. Love, again, is an abstraction. It's such an abstract term that we use it in so many different ways and so many different meanings that we rely on context to at least help us. If I said, I love your car, I love your hair, uh, I love that we don't have school, I love my wife. Well, I, I mean that extremely differently in all of, all of those areas. On the other hand, I kiss my wife really only looks like one thing. It, it's an activity. We all know what that activity looks like. We hopefully know what that idea feels like. But we all have an idea, a very, very concrete one. This is what that thing, in this case an activity, looks like. Now the reason I paired those two together is we can easily see that a kiss, the romantic kind, is a physical manifestation of the abstraction love. Now, of course, there's other manifestations. That's not the only one. I'm just using it as an example. But one could easily say a kiss is the physical version of the abstraction love, or it's one of them. So if we write in abstractions, he showed love to her. Let's say you have that sentence. He showed love to her. We don't really know what that sentence looks like in space. It's very difficult for us to say, here's what a picture of that would look like. We'd all draw different pictures. We'd have different understandings of what that meant. But on the other hand, the concrete, he kissed her. We're all going to draw more or less the same thing because we all know what that activity looks like. So what we use concrete for, and this is, the, this is probably the difficult bit, this will be the bit that we have to practice quite a lot actually. When dealing with abstract concepts, like let's pretend your question, let's go back to our earlier question, define freedom. Let's say that were your essay prompt. 
you would be far better served to do that with concrete terms, to take the abstract, in this case freedom, and bring it into the concrete. If you wrote your essay and your definition of freedom was, oh, let's say liberty, freedom is liberty, you really haven't pinned this word down at all. You've just replaced one abstraction with another. On the other hand, if you said freedom means Oh, let's say, walking down the street with a tank top on. That's probably a, a very poor definition of freedom. But at the very least, we know what walking looks like. We know what tank tops are. We know what this is. You have a picture, you have an image of that. Now, of course, in a full essay, you'd have to explain why these things are connected. But the concrete brings the abstraction into the world of things. It's far easier for us to be precise when we're in the world of things or the world of concreteness. So when we're writing about abstractions, when we're asked to do something abstract, and believe me, in the world of rhetoric, there are no shortage of abstractions, we want to write about them in concrete ways. Now, when we're facing a rhetorical analysis essay and we are asked uh, uh, explain how the author uses rhetorical devices to advance her purpose. Well, that's very abstract, right? Rhetorical devices is abstraction. Uh, purpose is an abstraction. But you bring those things into the concrete, and how does one do that? What is the only concrete thing we have in a rhetorical paper? The words. We have the words. So we need to bring this into the concrete by pointing at specific words, either individual words or phrases or something like that. If the writer has him or herself used concrete examples for their uh, uh, essay, then you would use those as well. So concreteness is the bringing of the abstraction, the bringing of the world of thought into the world of, I'll say the real, but the, the concrete, the, the things that exist in real space and that a reader can understand better. So being specific when we say this, uh, uh, you probably remember in many of your essays, you go back and look at some of your old essays, and an instructor has written, be specific. Well, much of that time, what the instructor meant was, be concrete, or use a real example. If you were to write, Atticus shows bravery, in your To Kill a Mockingbird essay, well, bravery is an abstraction. It, I, bravery looks very different to different people. But on the other hand, Atticus shoots the dog despite the fact that it has rabies, right? These are concrete things. A dog is concrete. Shooting something is concrete. Even rabies is concrete. It's a real disease. Um, this is a far more specific version of the abstraction. Does writing in the concrete take longer? Perhaps. Does writing in the concrete mean one must take care to connect the concrete term to the abstraction? Yes, of course. But when you write in the concrete, you are doing the vital work of taking the thought, the abstract thought, and making it real. And in a sense, it's almost like an analogy or a metaphor. It's just not a very artful one. This is where your writing can get very strong. As long as you hover in the abstraction, 
that is to and I will I will use phrases in class such as you're in the clouds or this isn't on earth yet. And what I mean by that is you're writing in the abstract or you're speaking the abstraction. We've actually already had it happen in some class discussions. Being abstract means I don't quite know what you mean. Whereas writing in the concrete means I am willing to put my my thoughts on the line to say this is what I mean, precisely, exactly, no more, no less. This is what I mean. And as we know, the purpose of communication is to get one's thoughts across in a, as clear a manner as possible. Well, writing in the abstract is not terribly clear. It's, it's vague and ambiguous. Writing in the concrete, on the other hand, is far more specific and hence understandable. So this is very easy to say, write concretely, think abstractly, but it's rather difficult to do. Uh, one of the reasons it's difficult to do is not because you don't have the vocabulary, but because you have some degree of fear. The more concrete you become, the more chance you can be pointed at and said, you are wrong. But if on the other hand, you wrote a vague sentence such as, freedom is good, well, it's very difficult for anyone to contradict that because both sides of that equation are abstractions. What is freedom? What is good? It's very difficult for us to know exactly what you've said, and therefore it's difficult for us to say that that is wrong. A lot of us hide behind abstraction, not because we're incapable, but because we're unwilling to enter the real world where we can be shown to be incorrect, or at least argued with. So being concrete is nothing to do with having an advanced vocabulary. As a matter of fact, concreteness is in some ways easier because it's the world of things, and we all know what things are. So writing in the concrete is not a matter of having an advanced vocabulary. It's not a matter of um, having a greater imagination. In some ways, it's the opposite of that. Uh, it's simplifying, and it's leaving the world of imagination and entering the world of reality. Okay, So what this demands of you is a little bit of, to use an abstraction, bravery. It's the willingness to use examples, real-world examples, to prove an abstract point. Obviously, we'll practice this and practice this quite a bit, but I hope this lecture gave you at least a beginning point to understand what we mean, when we refer to abstractions, and when we refer to concrete language. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll be with you later.